Welcome to the best of K Entertainment 2022. It's like an annual tradition that we have now, Ramon. This is Enslate, by the way. It's just me and Ramon repping Enslate because Quark graciously declined. Kasi daw wala naman daw siyang ambag sa K Ent talk. But of course, we have our usual panel. Busy show, ano eh, busy show breaking news. Breaking news over Facebook about his new movie, his comeback, 2023. Yeah. After how many years since? News na hindi. Since. Hey, no. Rock, rock and roll. Election pa yun right? eh. My candidate. Ah, uh, my candidate. Hindi, my candidate. Right, right, right. That was right before the election of uh, Digan. 2016. But that is uh, another discussion that we will have. For now, we are uh, joined by our esteemed panel of K Entertainment experts. Knox. First, we have Shai Lagarde of GMA News. Hi, Shai. Hi. Thanks for having me for the third year. Third year three. Season three. <laughs> <laughs> with Shai is Anton Holmes, who is now with Kumu, not with CNN Life. Anymore? Also, still writing there from time uh, to time. <laughs> what's your What's your official calling card title in Kumu? I'm a software engineer and content producer. <laughs> wow, dev and producer. Nox, naka naka two in one sina sina Vicky Jana. Good job, Kumu. Uh-huh. And then, last but not least, we have Francine Putong, who just came off of a stint. In Miss Saigon in Guam, if I'm not mistaken. Hi, Francine. Yes. Hello, everyone. Hello. You weren't Kim in Guam. No, 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 no. What was On your podcast? Yes. Ah, uh, there you go. Uh, the street urchin number five. <laughs> Francine actually hosts one of our anima podcasts. It's called Drama Bud. So please, if you love what you hear, give us a follow. Give her a follow too. Yay. Maybe Shai will have her own pod pretty soon. Let, let's talk, Shai. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Is it called Don't Be Shy? <laughs> <laughs> not Shy. Not, not shy, shy, not me. Not her, not her. <laughs> anyway, so I think this discussion is going to encompass two parts. It, one is, of course, drama. And then the second half will most likely be K-music, K-pop. But um, with drama, look, I, I wrote down this monstrous outline. I didn't think you guys would fill in the blanks. But okay, 2022, we are already past the pandemic. Well, I think we are. It's endemic. But what were the main themes and trends that you guys noticed in the K-drama landscape this year? For me, I noticed there were so many law dramas. Like, every single month, there was a drama about a lawyer. So I feel like it got so saturated, that theme. But then, just, just a few stood out to me. But, Yeah. Mostly that. Last year, it was historical dramas. There were so many historical dramas last year. Is there a reason for that? Was there some kind of big scandal in Korea na, you know, was, it was in the news in terms of uh, legal matters? Ganon? I have no idea because they're very different. Some of them are typical thriller dramas or mysteries, and then some of them are romance law dramas. So they're so varied mm. that I don't know what's going on in the writer's rooms over there, but <laughs> Yeah, that's a good point. I wonder if it's because there's a turnover in the president, or mahandaming ano nakakasuhan ganon. Ah, maybe because of the <laughs> So okay, I mean, I'm just I, I'm I'm a bit of an outsider. No, I mean, I don't have like my own uh, show about the topic. Pero 
definitely, I'm guessing the big breakout uh, in this genre is Extraordinary Attorney, which you know, they went worldwide, eh, but lang a Korean hit. Yeah, and I think for that specific example, it's the the representation that really spoke to people. Siga, let's move on to Shai slash Anton. If you guys have the same opinion. Okay, so for me, what I noticed is that parang now more than ever, they're super, they're hyper aware that it's a global audience they're catering to. Like, yung diversity ng casting nila now. Parang ang dami nilang sinisingit na foreign actors or ibang nationalities. They have a lot of English lines or English slang. Tapos yung mga examples nila na mention. it's more from Western fairy tales, ganyan. Hindi na parang native, like, folklore or mga ganon. Also, I noticed for some reason parang nililigawan nila yung Middle East or Islamic um parang Islamic audience. That's so true. Right? Like maraming yes. extras na naka-hijab or um meron kang Saudi Arabian a random guy walking down the street. Okay, yung locations nila sa, sa Turkey or some other like say UAE ganyan. Parang they they kind of inject different people from different parts of the world as if to say na ah, we know you're watching and we want you to feel na nakikita niyo yung sarili niyo dito parang ganun i love that that hyper aware insight because you know I, I as you all know i'm watching reborn rich right now and there's so many episodes where they kind of wink wink meta hint at the popularity of the hollywood wave there's you know the characters are talking about maybe one day we'll have a a top song in the billboard charts or maybe one day we'll win an academy award and then you know here we are in the future in the show me i mean uh trend i've been noticing is from before the commentaries they've been doing were through sagoks the historical dramas now yung mga period pieces nila are from our childhood making us feel old yung mga 1980s 1990s retro vibe and it, it, there's been a lot of those releases this year. That is a super big trend that I noticed as well, that there, it's it's such a throwback year in terms of content. In TV, it's 2521, um, Reborn Rich. In music, there's New Jeans, which mm-hmm. is a huge throwback sound. Um, in movies, also, we have, what's that movie with? Soul Vibe. You are in? Yeah, Soul Vibe. Yeah, and yeah. And they all seem to kind of go back in the same timeline. It's usually around 88 to 95, what they're going back to. Very nostalgic, yeah. And it's so interesting that they just want to stay in this, like, period where Korea turned, nagpivot yung Korea. Mm -hmm. So for them, they keep mining all these stories out of that five-year time period where Korea became introduced or reintroduced itself in the world as a superpower the olympics and then moving on to electronics so really interesting theme for me Shahim protests true yeah the awakening of koreans also when you be actually in your period of coming of age you know diba ni bong jun ho kasali siya sa mga protests then eh. talaga oh interesting <laughs> anything else you notice ramon um no not, i mean i'm the, i think these are the I'm I'm only learning it. I haven't watched enough to really notice a trend. But I'm curious about the what Shai mentioned. I'm wondering if it's actually also possibly the other way around, which might be uh, the UAE giving money to some of the production companies <laughs> so that they'll feature, you know, like a tourism there, thing. Uh, yeah, because they've done that often with other places, eh, China also has done that with some of the Western 
productions, but there were there were occasionally Marvel movies, de ba, na may extra scenes shot in China, na wala in the Western cuts. Pero biglang magpapap up siya sa YouTube na ah, may scene pala with you know, a local celebrity na they must have paid like a couple hundred million, you know, a couple ten million something for for that privilege. I kind of feel that that's why Jungkook featured so prominently in the World Cup. I felt that it wasn't Hybe's idea to put Jungkook in Qatar. It was Qatar really begging Hybe to please lend us Jungkook so that we we can put this controversy behind. We need behind. to distract from yeah. the yeah the human rights abuses. Yep, so. yep, yep, yep. For me, well, if I can round up this discussion on what we noticed for 2022, ako, I noticed that if 2020, 2021 was those two years were full of star vehicles. I felt that 22 was kind of like the, the the year of smaller dramas that took over the ratings. We hardly saw any like huge, big, powered, star-driven vehicles like Wolasi Lee Minho, for example, or Song Hee. She's only doing a, a drama at the, th- at the end of this year. And also, it's more of genre-driven shows. I, I know, Francine, you mentioned there's a bunch of legal shows, but there's also a lot of Seigooks. There's romances teen romances were so huge workplace romances were crazy there were so many workplace romances kasama na rin dyan si Yumi Sells because technically it's an office romance so I think Koreans are although when I see the the list of shows that are lined up for 2023 it's the return of the big artistas who took I don't know nag-pandemic break din sila but they're all gonna be back next year so it's really an exciting time I also noticed, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but the Prime and Disney are really ramping up in their content. Sobra silang lumalaban with Netflix, especially with um, the Disney Hotstar partnership. There's Grid, Snowdrop, Rookie Cops, Soundtrack Number no. 1, which I actually gave a chance to. And, and damn it, like the, the lawyer, what the one, $1 lawyers is airing on Disney. And then Prime also, if you look at Prime. Shai, you were messaging me the other day. That you were obsessed yeah. with this show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mamaya, I'll talk about how I feel about it. But yeah, sa Prime, marami akong tinatry lately na K-dramas. Ang dami nilang inad. Yun nga, so parang I feel like the streamers, malay mo, may Hulu na rin na will jump in and, and get into the into the pond. But streamers, I think, are realizing more than ever that they need to put this Asian content in their platform just so that... Asia, who is more populous than America or North America combined, they, they need it to, to put in some eyeballs. Ramon, any K-movies that stood out for you this year? I'm curious actually about what is considered the big movies of the year inside Korea. Because from outside, the ones that are making the most noise are the ones that were up for contenders or, in, or were in festivals. Right? So uh, Park Chan-wook's decision to leave uh Hirokazu Korea does broker and then the recent one Return to Seoul which played Q Cinema. Um but I'm curious if it's the same. But these are the films that they throw out uh, out of the country Kumbaga to the Western festivals and for Oscar consideration. And I'm curious if they're the same films that are big hits or are cultural uh tentpole, so to speak. Like Sino Bing Vice Ganda ng Korea <laughs> maybe we've not heard about it but if you ask if you speak to somebody on the street in Seoul it's like oh you know this comedian's movie is the, is the biggest thing this year Parang the biggest Korean draw is Madong Sook it made a hundred million dollars in Korea yeah I, I saw that one actually so 
Oh, okay. Kung ganun, then napanood ko pala yung ano. Yeah. <laughs> yung, <laughs> yung, big, yung big thing nila. <laughs> napanood mo na siya. Yeah. Although, it may as a sequel, I preferred the original. It, it kind of, the roundup is a little bit repetitive. It kind of just redid the original ver- the original film. There's going to be a sequel next year. Again, yeah. Well, with those numbers, I'm, That's I'm not busy. surprised. The the roundup oh. guys are. But you also saw Alienoid, which was... Yeah. You, you said Alienoid, that that was a bananas was, movie. It is. And it was very frustrating because I didn't know it was part one of two. So... <laughs> So when it, <laughs> I was I was watching it and it's but it I was curious about it because it was on my radar for the simple factoid. Apparently, it was the most expensive movie in Korean film history. But it wasn't for that one film. It was for both films, which were shot uh, together, parangganon. But it's being released in in basically two parts, and then this first part came out, and. Yeah, as I mean, as I mentioned, it's bananas. It's so tonally uh, schizophrenic. It, it goes from a period piece and to a modern day uh, time setting. And then there's it's both science fiction and fantasy. There's like magic and uh, you know animal spirits. Tapos mero alien invaders. So talagang medyo hilo ako. But at some point. In, in, in embrace ko na siya tapos sige masaya enjoy na natin and then Kim Dae of course is there so the rumored girlfriend of Song Joong Ki <laughs> oh diba tapos yeah the other one I also really enjoyed um, was Emergency Declaration the third highest grossing Korean movie this year this year okay so you, and you saw that one right it was fun Parang, yeah Song Kang Ho and um, what's the other guy's name but they only meet Towards the end of the film, they're separate from most of the movie, and it's a it's an interesting cross between like Die Hard Two and Outbreak, basically with Dustin Hoffman. And then, yeah, it's a fascinating disaster movie. Na they introduce a whole new plot twist basically every fifteen minutes, and then it's great, but it's also exhausting. It's a kind of dumb towards the end. Towards the end, it's a little like. Yeah, parang you threw the papers up in the air now and then. Yeah, parang may pagka ganon din. Like that happened also with these little women. Na parang there's so many twists that I don't know which way is up anymore. So parang surrender na ako. Let's just let's just try and get to the end intact. We can talk about the last. I think it's in the fifth, fifth or sixth top grossing movie in Korea, Broker, starring IU. Um, I thought that this would get the the Oscar nomination or the Oscar push, but it didn't. But Ramon, you've you've seen this movie. Yeah. We actually didn't talk uh, about it until late. Oh my how. Uh well I would imagine one of the things it's tough to push kasi, with broker is it's directed by a Japanese uh citizen. So uh, I don't know if that's a factor. True. But it's uh it's a Korean film set and starring Koreans, but directed and written by Hirokazu Koreeda. Um but it played very well in Cannes. There was talk of IU possibly winning Best Actress. But she was nominated, I think. And then, But for me, actually, if I did have a choice, I would put it up against over Chan Wook's decision to leave. I actually agree. I really enjoyed Broker more. Yeah, I mean, because it's such a great found family movie. And uh, even if I'm not super 100% on the ending... It's got so many great scenes of character dynamics where 
something that's just like a throwaway line in the previous scene comes back to haunt them or it's like oh you know i was talking about this and then it comes becomes much more significant later on when something else is revealed and it's filled with all these great actors again song kang ho doing always great when he's alive when he's cast as basically the everyman struggling figure and then iu of course um but yeah i mean i can see though why they thought decision to leave especially with its visuals was potentially more a better... prestige decision to leave it the way it was shot yeah broker's yeah, the quieter yeah. movie I mean, kaya shy. Nakita niya ba yung ano? Yung broker. Hindi pa pero it's intriguing. I wanna watch it. Maybe we should move on to our K dramas of the year. I do have a confession to make before we do our tops. I did not finish my liberation note, so that is my disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, don't shoot me. Di ko siya natapos. Maybe it'll be in my top, but um. So we should do a, a roundtable of five, four, three, two, one, starting from. Number five, we'll all say our number fives and work our way to number one. So number five for, uh, let's do Francine first. Francine, what's your number okay. five? For me, number five was Business Proposal. I think mm. it's, a, it's a very classic rom-com. I didn't expect that I'd like it that much. I think it didn't try to shake things up too much. It stayed very true to the, to the genre. And I think it reminded people of why they liked K-dramas, especially for those that have been watching for many years now. Also, like, Kim Sejong carried. I, she was so funny. Oh, she, she was, was so when good. She was, when she had to be emotional, she was emotional. She carried the chemistry. Like, Kim Sejong shined so much in that show. Actually, this is one of the few dramas I finished this year. It's so hilarious. If there was one show that I was really LOLing na Korean, it was Business Proposal. Like, I didn't really care about the romance because you obviously knew what was going to happen. But the dynamic between the two leads were was really good. It's like lightning in a bottle. I, I haven't I've never heard of this actress, so I was very impressed with her. Shai Anton, number five. Mine is Human Cells, season Woo-hoo! two. Yeah. So late kuna shana start. This year gonna start both seasons. And I was really happy to see that they were they were ba, they were doing tropes still. Pero ginawa nilang mas realistic yung writing. Diba? Parang yung acting, of course, Kim Go-Won will, will never fail to deliver that. Um, plus, the, parang siyang inside out, pero mas for mature audience. Ganyan. So, yun, nakakatuwa siya. Um, going back and forth dun sa characters, yung mga cells, um, they become funny, they become sad and everything. Pero pagdating dun sa real world, grounded pa rin siya. So for me, parang kakaiba siya na drama. I had like a fictional list in my head. Yumi Sals was definitely in, in mine. Yumi Sals, I think it was in Francine in my list last year. Diba Francine? First season. And I felt that even Yumi Sals was better than the first season. I mean, the second season was better than the first. Because I loved how this season focused on Yumi. Not just yeah. the romance. Not her boyfriend, but her career. Her growth, her growth yeah. as a person trying to look for a career while also dating a guy and looking forward to settling with a guy. And then the ending also was so realistic. So super yeah. good, super good. Is it finished or is there like an expected it's done, it's third season? Ah, ah, okay. There's season three. Oh. They're teasing it, but not not definite. Ah, uh, okay. I've I've seen it on Prime. Is it only there or is it on View? Because I know it's not on Netflix. It was in Aichi. 
Ah, okay. And then, and then on, on Prime, Prime now. now, yeah. And then Prime right. season one's on Netflix. Something I I saw Yumi sells for a few months on Netflix for some reason, or maybe I, I think last it. year I saw it, but yeah. I don't know. But I don't see it popping up anymore now. Can Can I ask the people who've seen Yumi sells who do you like more, Wu Wu Ni or Babby? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my gosh! Consensus. Me, obviously Wu Ni. Because he's such a guy, uh, I, I right? I think his redemption, redemption arc for season two. Bro. Wung is like your typical was... guy in season one. The clueless guy. guy. Yeah. yeah. Uh-uh. Si Babi yung manic, not manic pixie guy, pero find the dream boyfriend. Si boy next door. <laughs> yung, yung, so parang, ano ka, parang they both would remind you of a certain guy in your past na parang, oh, parang siyang si X number ganyan. Parang, <laughs> may, may ganun siya. Ewan ko ako lang yun, pero the show reminded me a lot of like mistakes that I made when I was younger and more stupid. So medyo hindi mo alam minsan parang you wanna root for him and well, for this guy and then you wanna root for the other guy. Just at the end, parang silang loko-loko, parang ganun. It's very real. So. Ramon, get on the Yumi Cells train na. It's, it's yeah, really yeah, I mean, cool it's, to watch. It's, I'm cu- I've been curious about it, yeah. But I, I, I'm not gonna join this list, by the way, because I only saw two shows or three from this year, so but I can't even get to a number, to a five list. But so let's go back to you, Mel. And you want more? Well, no, no I, I refrain also because I did not see a lot, oh, so I, yes, and yeah, I feel go, like so because I didn't watch Liberation Notes, I'm automatically disqualified from this discussion. Uh, points down, uh. So see, Francine, what's your number four? Uh, no, number... Anton pa. I have a submission for number five, ninety drama, Singles Inferno. <laughs> <laughs> Guilty um, pleasure. Guilty I, I pleasure. Didn't, I didn't expect it to be not as trashy as the other reality <laughs> shows. No, you know what's so appealing? So, okay, I, I, Ramon, I don't know if you saw Singles Inferno. It aired on Netflix at like the first quarter of this year. It's a mm-hmm. Korean dating reality show where a bunch of hot single people are placed on an island and forced to like date. Mm-hmm. Um Okay. What's so nice about it, and I think what's why why a lot of people made it like a guilty pleasure is because there's zero toxicity in the states. The the dating shows are all like patay or not patay, but seran, yeah. Here it's even like uplifting your kariba. <laughs> yeah. So from polite. So, yeah, it's so nice. So cu- cultural difference, like of kitang deeper. It's very clean. <laughs> clean and in a. <laughs> I don't know if it makes sense, but it's like a healing dating show. You know, Koreans okay. are so into this healing thing. Na it's pati peaceful, but the dating show na <laughs> pati healing din siya. So, so lesson inferno more like a campfire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. more like marshmallows and s'mores. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, you know, with Imagine chocolates. Imagine the most is that the most popular girl turned out to be wearing designer clothes na fake. You know, the most popular Oi, may season two na to airing pretty soon. We saw it in the Netflix previews. So, oh. and it's a Netflix original. Yes. Uh, okay. That that's a good call, Anton. I was kind of ashamed because I put it in my <laughs> list for the lack of like entries. But yeah, Team Singles Inferno. Okay, number four for Francine. My number four was One Dollar Lawyer. Like this year was so oversaturated with law dramas, and this is the only one. Well. That and Attorney Wu, the only ones I finished watching. Because I think Nam Gung Min is such a star. 
Like it's been mm. three years since Hot Stove League, and all of his works after that have not been great. So it's just it's great to see him again, and it's a combination of his role in Hot Stove League, where he was super stoic and charismatic, and also his role in The Good Manager, where he was super funny and wacky. So just one person doing two extremely different roles at the same time. So he's really really good. And yeah, what, what's just, what's the drama about? I, I'm, I'm one, this is a huge hit for Disney, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Disney Asia. Yes, uh, one dollar lawyer is he's a lawyer who only takes one dollar as his or one thousand one as his legal fee. And so the the premise is wacky, and the cases initially are pretty wacky. But then the way they slowly build up his character to lead to like the big darker plot is really really well paced. But then. Things happened behind the scenes in in SBS or in the production company, and the ending was cut short by two episodes. So it was supposed to be fourteen What? episodes, and then it became twelve. <laughs> like they reached fifteen percent ratings. I think. Any drama? Huh? What I, is the the reason behind it? They denied it, but they said there was an issue with the writer and the production company. So it, I don't know what happened there. But then they cut their biggest hit. By two episodes, usually you'd extend it, and then suddenly, oh, we're gonna cut it to improve the quality, to to maintain the quality of the show. Um, no, <laughs> I don't believe no. it. But yeah, it it ended not so well, but it was so funny, and at, just watch it for Nam Gung Min at least, because he's mm-hmm. really great here. Pero self-contained, or are they planning to uh, like try another season with a different writer? I don't think. I don't think it's the director said he wants to do another season, but that doesn't look promising. Wala pang balita, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was trying. I was going through the trades. There was no news yet about what was renewed. Um, but what's the difference between the tone of One Dollar Lawyer and Wu? Because these oh. are two big legal shows. Yeah, I think One Dollar Lawyer was more plot, plotty. Would I say plotty? Because I think Attorney Wu had just singular episode, episodic yeah. cases, right? And so yeah. it moved really fast, but didn't get so deep into the cases. Here, you can spend like mm. an episode or two episodes onto one case, and mm. yeah, I think it was more of an uh, a bit stronger mas, mas ensemble mechanical. also. Like the other characters were more prominent because in Attorney Wu, it's like mm. Wu Yong Wu is really the center of the show. The others are more supporting to her. Okay, if you were to be in an altercation, who would you want to defend you? <laughs> Attorney Wu or One Dollar uh, Lawyer? I feel like One Dollar Lawyer would he would, uh, he would go crazy. Smaller budget, eh? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh. Exactly. So whale, whale revelations. <laughs> ni Attorney Wu. Mahal kaya no, Mahal ano, ng law firm ano? What's her law firm? Yeah. Kaya one thousand one kaya. Nice. I am actually really curious about this show because nga, it's such a big hit for Disney. I didn't know they cut it short by two apps. Sige, shy number four. Um, my number four is business proposal. That was ah. uh, on top of um, Francine's reasons. I really love the second leads. Super ganda ng chemistry nila. Um, and usually, kasi parang predictable first lead, second lead sila yung magkakatuluyan. Pero in this case, parang hindi siya cringe. Mm. Or hindi siya yung parang okay. Of course, they're gonna end up together. Hindi siya ganun, parang medyo organic because of how good the, the actors were. So enjoyable siya for for all the cast members. 
Okay. Also a big hit for Netflix business proposal. Yeah. And so later, pa. My <laughs> number four is Reborn Rich. So Ooh, I was really that's on mine. <laughs> scared of putting something midway through, but it's <laughs> that good. Na it's that okay good. Na for number four. Don't know. episodes there? Eight. It's pala. eight na. Reborn okay, it pala. airs three episodes a week, and it's gonna end next in two weeks na. Um, I super agree with Anton. I, are you guys watching it, Francine? <laughs> I dropped it. You dropped it? Okay. I dropped well, it. Sorry, man. <laughs> not a lot of people are into SJK, but I, I don't know. This this drama ticks all of my boxes. Eh. Parang business talk and then family dynamics and then may sinama pang time travel slash reincarnation. <laughs> I always I tell people it's like um, succession if it was back to the future. It's it's that weird. I'm sorry, Francine, but I really love this drama. It's a big hit for view. It's go it looks like it's going to end as one of the it's like top three or the top, I feel, drama of the year in terms of ratings. It's already at fifteen, it's only episode eight. Um Song Jun Ki is I, I think he's like the master right now of the star vehicle drama. He really knows how to pick his the shows and mm-hmm. I'm so I, I wish Hollywood would discover this guy. Like I, mm-hmm. you know how they announced that um the Squid Game actor was going to be in a I think was it a Marvel movie or a DCU property? No, he's in a he's in a Star Wars one. Oh, Star Wars! There, there you the go. The acolyte. The yeah. acolyte. That's right. That's right. When I read that news, I really tweeted it immediately. That this should this part should have gone to Song Joong Ki because. Voila, he's really good in the action drama space yeah. and he speaks re I mean, he speaks English really, really well and, and deserves global superstardom. There you go. That's wow. my SJK. So Christmas yung finale niya. Christmas Day. As in wow. niya ang December 30 airing ni ex wife. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yung revenge tours revenge nila mag- mag-intersect eh. Revenge tours nila mag-intersect eh. Revenge drama din yun. <laughs> Nag-iiwan, oh, okay. So, parang nag-iiwasan yung dalawa na, okay, we, we can't air at the same time, guys. Family Christmas viewing talaga. Fancy number three. Uh, number three for me was Under the Queen's Umbrella. This just ended uh-huh. this week. It's, I'm not a fan of historical dramas, of sagoks. Because usually, and that, so many politics and old bearded men. It, and, you know, they're always in the palace, so it always looks the same. But mm-hmm. for this one, it's Sky Castle meets Sagok. So, really? Yeah, yeah. Because it's about the mothers of the princess, the, the queen and the concubines, and how they kind of scheme their way oh. into making their son the crown prince and stuff like that. But... It's it's really like the politics is rooted in the love of a mother for their child and how that narrative can be a good thing or a bad thing if they're like a good person or a bad person. And it's really well-paced. Like every time you think they're gonna drag this one storyline, they move on to the next one and then the next one and the next one. But it never feels rushed. And the uh, ending is one of the best endings this year for me. Wow. Be- yeah. Because cool. usually Big endings, words. they try to end, they try to add some last minute drama or conflict to make it super thrilling. But here, they just wrapped up everything that they put down. And then all the characters get, you know, a, a good happy ending. You know what's going to happen to them. No loose threads. Really well paced. So, yeah. Oh, the Bamel. Yeah, we were, you know, we were talking about this last night. We were talking about this last night. 
that we mm. both want to start under the Queen's umbrella. Yes. Because uh, our friend Wango. So, parang sagok hat di na walang dragons. Question on question. And since you mentioned Sky Castle, is it also that over the top? Yeah, mm. it's kind of a makchang, diba? Super, ano siya eh. Kasi yun ang turn off sa akin eh. I really don't like makchangs. Uh, it's not as makchang as, you know, Little Women was this year. So it doesn't go <laughs> off there. <laughs> that was too crazy. That's too much. But it, it didn't it's... start that way for Little Women, though. Mm, that's true. More on that later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Mm. Okay. Table that. Table. But yeah. It, no, it, I don't think it goes full makchang. It's just. A lot of scheming, but never too crazy. See, Alan Seppenwell actually tweeted out, parang, um, what, what show can you recommend to me? Isa lang. No explanations, just tell me the title. Tapos maraming lumabas na Under the Queen's Umbrella. So, naintriga din ako. Actually, my Twitter blew up with the season finale. Because everyone was just, wow, this show so good, blah, blah, blah. That's why I'm so, I want to see it. Kahit na say gok siya, which is like an instant Minus points for me. Okay, shy number three. Three, okay. Um, same. Pag hindi natatapos, usually I don't want to put it in my top five. But Reborn Rich, I really, it. Pano ba? Um, we started the pilot just because we were seeing other people parang rave about it. This tapos, is it. <laughs> yeah, that was naguluhan kami sabi ko. Okay, let's just go to the next episode and see if they will answer the question. Kung ano ba to fantasy ba to time travel ba to or action ba to dream sequence ba to. We were waiting to see ko ano yung meron, but it, the story just kept unfolding. And before we knew it, na nahok na kami. Na hindi na namin, wala na kami pakiidefine kung magical realism ba or whatever it is. It's, it's, a, it's a weird thing. And also, because I really, really love Miseng, and mm. the, the Harabaji here, the, the chairman here, is the actor that played um, the boss in Miseng. Galing-galing niya umarte, hindi ko siya na-recognize. <laughs> sabi ko, he reminds me of that actor. Sabi ni Anton, hindi siya yun eh. <laughs> Don't galing. you think he looks like Park Sojun 50 years from now? Yeah, parang Lolo PSG siya. <laughs> Ako ang nakikita ko si Henry C. <laughs> <laughs> Lol. You know, oh, who's, who said ba na the reason why, well, someone told me that the reason why the Koreans are so obsessed with this show is because it's it's the history Pretty much of Samsung. Yeah. And Hyundai. And, and Hyundai. And, yeah. So, and then it's so nice also to watch. We all know what happened with the, you know, Korean protests, the, the Olympics. But I didn't know about people giving their own gold to help the economy. Just yeah. all these historical tidbits that they put in the timeline. Which, and really, while you're watching it, iniisip mo na parang, sana ganito sa Pilipinas na that we have exactly. shows that look back and just yeah. frame a narrative that way. Just, I wish. There's so much content to mine in 1990s, 80s Philippines. Mm-hmm. I wish we could do it more. But it, there's no flex towards the end. Yeah. We oh, that's super power right now. That's the reason for doing so. Anton, number three. My number three is business proposal. Uh, aside from the same things that uh, were already mentioned, uh, another thing that I've observed is the return of the chebols. And here, <laughs> here it's made fun of. Chebols just, why do they always eat in tonkatsu shops? Or they also breathe to their human too. They're not yung, just always mad. Uh, <laughs> So, so I, I like how it played with those tropes 
and had breakout in performances from Kim Sejong. You're kind of right about the Chebols. I didn't realize it until you mentioned it. Na parang wala, na wala si Chebol for a time. But now, yeah, that show. Good job, business proposal. <laughs> Francie, number two. For me, number two was Through the Darkness. Um, my It's my favorite police show crime thriller because I think it's less gory and sensationalized mm. about, you know, serial killers are so terrifying. But because it's based on the real crim- first criminal profiler in Korea, real serial killer cases, it feels very grounded. And yeah. it's more character-focused, really, than yun, yeah, a plot of, like, this very sensational serial killer. Because it's more about the first criminal profiler and how, like, it's, it's so dark. It's so dark getting into the minds of these criminals. And Kim Nam-gil was amazing as Song Hayong. Just the whole... His whole journey of like being reluctant and then entering that world and getting too deep into it and almost losing himself to it. Ganda. Super ganda. Yeah, I remember and, texting you mm, and yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. I, I, oh wow, I know someone else watching Through the Darkness yeah. apart from me. It's you. Because yeah, they finally <laughs> put it on Netflix after yeah. <laughs> how many months, thankfully. It's really, really Oh, good. I thought it was an original. Uh, no, it was aired in January, right? It was on, I think it was View that, that well, this was it View. This. But I yeah, it's it? not a Netflix yeah. original. They just but is it, the, is it close to like Mindhunter? Because that seems oh. like it was how it was being positioned. I was yeah. going to tell you, Ramon, that this, is, this show might be up your alley because it's really police procedural that, that way. It's okay. really going to the crime scene, doing the paperwork, interviewing the, the witnesses, just finding the trail... It, Stranger Bagaran. Uh, no. <laughs> I think it's more of um Bong Joon Ho's uh what's his movie? Memories of Murder? Parang Shang Ganon. Oh, okay, so Parang Shang Ganon. Yeah. Interesting. Um, this is a big critical hit. Like when if you Google top or best K dramas for twenty twenty two, through the darkness is usually in the top three, top five, so I really wish more Hero. people would discover the show. Like what Francine was saying, it's really good. It's really dark. If you don't like the if you don't like the rom coms or the lightness or the soft filter of some of the dramas, through the darkness, it's the complete opposite. It's so gritty. It's so grainy. Even they swear a lot. There's a lot of blood and violence. Not violence because of the killing. Violence because of police confrontations. They fight, you know, amongst the ranks because they don't agree with each other. And stuff, well, so it's really gritty. It's it's a good police show. You ask me. Okay, number two for shy. Um, extraordinary attorney. Woo uh, to the woo to the woo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, sakto kasi kakatapos ko lang ng King's Affection, and I really enjoyed um the actress's performance. So as soon as dumating yung uyong plus ano pa siya legal drama, and it has Kang Teo. Whom I liked on Run On, mm-hmm. so ayon. Um, I love how the performances are so. Paraba, they can do it over the top, but they don't. Like the way they act, mas hindi masadong hagulgul moments. Like more subtle, more quiet. So mas naging yun again. Mas naging rooted siya in reality. And of course, yun nga that people appreciated how they did the positive representation of. People with autism or on the autism spectrum. So, ayon. It's so hard to walk the line between making fun of a disability and yeah. being a positive portrayal of it, no? 
Actually, ito pa pala, during the, ano, during, because I attended her fan mm-hmm. meet here. <laughs> um, and every time na ipa-play yung theme song, yung tan-tan-tan-tan, yung nag-squeal yung mga tao talaga. Tapos parang, mismong si Unbinay nagsabi na, guys, you know, masaya na si, si Uyongu, wag na natin siyang ilabas. Like, um, please don't ask me to perform it here because she's in her own world na. Parang respect natin siya sa mundo niya. So parang ganun, even outside of her character, pag nagpa-perform siya, hindi niya talaga sinasali yung uyong Um, Masyado siyang respectful about it, which is, it's great. I think if, if there was one show that captured like the zeitgeist of the year or what, or parang the, the biggest hit across the board, across all demographics, it's definitely Woo. Um, it, it brought back Ali McBeal vibes, but without the, you know, the toxicity of Ali McBeal or how she's always so insecure. Because Wu is so confident in her cases. And I, I also appreciated the fact that the, all the, her boyfriend is non-toxic. I mean, he's such a nice guy and so supportive. Supportive. And, and, and subordinate siya. It's not your usual no. Boss secretary, looking at you, Secretary Kim. <laughs> <laughs> My only qualm about the show is I felt that they so they wrote episodes one to I guess maybe twelve. So they paced it so well, mm-hmm. and then pag the things are thirteen to sixteen, nag introduce nila ng so many things. Tapos mm-hmm. minadali pa nila in the end. Yun lang yung parang you parang you, you lovingly prepare a meal for episodes 1 to 12 like you know you took care of all the ingredients and then bigla na lang at in the 13th episode mag-order tayong fast food parang ganun yeah i wish they didn't rush ba? it huh Is it because they're going to unfold this uh, season 2 yes because yeah. towards the end they announced that season 2 was going to happen so i feel like they threw out the original outline of the last Three episodes and then just like open some new ones. Correct. So, yeah. sayang. But anyway, Anton, number my number two. two. Um, actually, my number two is twenty five twenty one, and uh, it has that that same scene that you mentioned, Mel. Yung the selling gold. Yeah, since, since they gold. they do have their uh, nods to their dark past as a flex, yeah. Um, my my summary for this one is I've forgiven Namjuyo. No. <laughs> Go on. Yun lang yung resistance namin uh, with watching the show, but uh, nga, you have Kim Terry, you have Bo- Bona, and a really good cast that went through. Yeah, just. Going through their lives makes you relate, makes you remember your own childhood, and just go through and understand y- yung what Korea um, experienced and then uh, where they are now. Pati na rin yung mga, ganun, yung mga ones that got away. Mm. Oh, <laughs> Did you like this also, Francine? I liked it, pero... I don't know. I feel like the response to the ending was so intense. <laughs> yes, let's talk so about intense. the ending, guys. Anton, let's talk about the ending. Oh, um, was it I, satisfying I think, to you? Si Shai kasi mayroon pa niyang mas mahaba later. But um, for me, <laughs> I think the ending was out there early on Mm-mm. with us knowing na iba sila ng uh, last name. 
oh. uh, the daughter and mm-hmm. her, and and him. So, uh, yeah, I I think it's like one of those where it's not something that has to end with a happy ending. Mm-mm. Yung tita ko nakakatawa eh. She would send me links sa mga <laughs> obviously fan-made YouTube videos <laughs> na parang, no, hindi, naging sila, naging sila. Parang, and then she would rewatch it. And I'm like, tita, hindi mo babaga yung ending niyan kahit i-rewatch mo. Sobrang galit talaga siya. Hindi, yun yung ano, yung Aldab phenomenon, di ba? Oh my God! With the candle and all. Uh, with the prayer meeting. May kulto. I'm guessing this is Shai's number one. So, yeah. Okay, we'll talk about it at length mamaya. Francine, what's your number one? Uh, my number one this year is My Liberation Notes. Uh, yeah. It's so... It, for me, this is like number one drama of all time. Na. Has Whoa. Of, Whoa. Of all time. Yeah, it yeah. has exceeded Missing na for me. Because... I think this is yeah. the closest to life we have gotten in a slice of life drama. Like the yes. the, the vision of of the of Park Hyung the writer was perfectly um. executed. It's about you know the stagnation of life and how we think that okay if I get everything I want if I get the money the car the boyfriend my life is gonna get better. But then it shows that even if they got everything that they wanted, they still ended up stagnating in life. And it's like. It seems so hopeless. The life is so cyclical. Pero you you have to live for you know even if you can't get the clear cut happy ending because we think in a K drama ah when you suffer and you change things and you get the happy ending wala na cut final finale na uh. but here it shows that they got everything they wanted but they still stagnated so it's not that it's really the the internal struggles you have to go through it's finding self esteem finding purpose. And yeah, we, we have to keep looking for the little moments in life that bring us joy and a little bit of liberation every day. Yeah, that's that's the theme of the show. It takes 16 episodes to say all that, but the, the journey of delivering that theme was so worth it. And the monologues were super intimate, and it felt like they were just ranting to their friends. But then four episodes later, it kind of reflects in their life or in the life of their siblings, their co-workers... Uh, the characters felt like real people. The actors were all great, all of them. The music and cinematography were great. Um, for me, uh, it will, I don't know, I think, too early to say, but I think it will stand the test of time. Like, I can rewatch this in five years and find something new to, to appreciate about it. Ramon, I, you super love this show. Yeah, I mean, because I, I didn't watch so many shows that came out this year. But this is one of them, and of course, um, we we've waxed also on this show before about how much I loved uh, Maya Jussie, my Mister No, and this is the same theme. So, it I loved it from the beginning. I didn't have trouble from some some shows that would take a while for you to, to for it to really get its hooks into you. This one, because it's you know it's very realistic, very grounded. Uh, there's not much in terms of uh, melodrama and it's so what's the word it's so quotidian and it's it's so great at those details uh, slice of life things I was telling uh, our good friend Wago yesterday last night Nona one of the things I appreciate is it 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 it, it, it does this, this job so well where very small things 
are linchpins, dramatic linchpins for whole episodes. Like it's like a 60-minute, 70-minute episode. Tapos yung yung pinaka dramatic thing is hindi ako pinansin today. Parang ganon. And then it, but it makes those scenes, makes those things um, felt and emotional. But when you get to a certain episode where you're sort of uh, used to this rhythm of small slights, right? Um, something actually real life big thing happens and it changes so much. Like the status quo kind of flips. It, it, it's, it's made you so sensitive to small things that when an actual car car crash enters your life, kunyari, durog ka talaga, sobrang sakit, like, tas may time jump pa, tas, and then, I'm not sure lang with, I don't know if Francie necessarily agrees, but I had a few issues lang with the ending because it felt like there was, uh sa lack of resolution, but there were still some threads for me that were left hanging, especially with the eldest sister. And then, gets ko rin na, uh, Yun nga, parang you might get the things that you always wished for, but it doesn't mean you have to stop having problems with life. Parang ganun. And it's about finding uh, a grace or a balance and, and, and also parang appreciating smaller joys. But again, also the, the writing is so great. There are so many quotable lines. If you look on Twitter, I think it's a whole subgenre talaga of like, um, quotable quotes. And I described it also to some friends as, it's a cast of, um, it's a, it's, it's about these three siblings, kasi, diba? and it's basically a cast of undiagnosed clinical depressives <laughs> ri- written, written by a hopeless optimist. So, ang ganda nung parang, nung, nung sort of balance na yan, na it's, there's a careful engineering of like, how do I make these people suffer and yet, I'm trying to convince the audience that we shouldn't all commit suicide. Sabay. Is it fair to ask you guys what you like more? Liberation Notes or My Mister? Uh, I was slightly My Mister parin ako, but I think kasi napaka napaka pino basically. Napaka-fine. Napaka and it's so it's much more focused yung suffering on a fewer on, a, on fewer people. Pero yung maganda here is the family dynamic. And they have each other, even if they fight, but they'll always parang have each other's back. Ganon. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's also, there's less also kasi in, in, in my mister, there's like, there's an actual uh, debt collector subplot. There's a bad there's guy a, talaga. There's, yeah, there's corporate right. takeovers and stuff like that. Ito talagang, ano eh, uh, you know, parang the biggest problem for me is that HR thinks I'm not sociable enough. Parang ganun. <laughs> so, parang, and yet, di ba, parang, and then, yeah, tsaka pero ang galing din, like, even the super simple things, like, they're, they're not well off, basically, right? They're basically almost always right above working class. And where, where exactly fact, do they live? Do they live an hour and a half away from Seoul? You, yeah, something like that. Okay. They're like 90 minutes by train out of Seoul. So it's always a struggle going in and out of the city and showing that kind of drudgery and medyo soul-sucking. Parang super hard relate kung nag-commute ka dito sa Manila, di ba? <laughs> Especially with the carousels and ah, basta. Especially in the Burmans, di ba? Parang you want to pull your hair out. Mm-mm. 
also to talk about yung where they live, the countryside, I like how it flips the the typical expectation that, oh, when it's summer, when it's the countryside, that's usually the the healing aspect of K-dramas. You run away <laughs> right. to the countryside Bum. and yep. frolic in the sand or something. But here it's like, if the countryside is part of your daily commute, it's not an escape. It's part of the daily yeah. grind. And summer isn't, you know, you're eating popsicles and <laughs> walking along the beach. It's labor. It's working on the farm. But nagaling din when they show nga all these things that are major soul crushing. But then yun nga the flip to that is if pinansin ka nga ni crush, diba? And it's just like two seconds <laughs> lang, two seconds lang may compliment or parang inabutan ka ng bote ng coke na mai na malamig habang mainit yung araw. Parang woohoo, kilig na kilig ka na bigla kasi prepared ka na parang ah oh, torture, 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 and then like oh here's some you know, here's a sandwich like oh it's so great the best sandwich. So very hard yung ano drama. Misery, parang is it misery? It's not as miserable as my mister. Oh no no, hindi siya ano eh, hindi siya parang torturous, but it's like I guess siya parang the drudgery. One of the famous lines is parang I'm I don't I'm not sad, but I'm not happy either, and I'm not content. Na I'm in this middle zone. I don't feel anything actually. Is the problem just like us? Oh, de ba? They hint, uh, they hint that there should be a second season, eh? But parang it wasn't like a breakout hit in its time slot. Parang ganon. Although the actors have mentioned na kung meron, definitely on board sila. So I all oh, fingers crossed lang ako. I swear, I'm I'm gonna get on the show. I'm stuck on episode four. Funnily enough, when I was watching My Mister, I was stuck on four for like two months. And then I finally pushed myself to watch it. Tapos, tapos three days later, tapos kana. Ah, uh, tapos tapos na ako. I'm I'm on the same timeline with the same team. Number one for shy. Okay, so yeah, it's twenty five, twenty one, and sobrang tagal ko siyang ayaw pa noorin because ngagalit ako kay namdosan. Pero sinasabi ng mga tao na no, just give it a try, give it a try. And I'm really glad I did to the point that I even bought the OST, like the entire album. Oh. Um, yeah. Um, so, it's, it's actually my pretty num- good. Yeah. It's my number one because yung female lead, bihira yung, you know, female lead siya, but it's not all about like chasing boys or getting the approval of some of your dad or whatever. It's, meron siyang goal, meron siyang personality, and she doesn't really care if it fits in with others. So, dun palang parang, parang nakumpel na ako dun sa character ni Kim Terry. And then, um, favorite ko dun yung sinabihan siya ni Becky Jin na, you know, I admire you because failure doesn't really phase you. Parang, you use your failures as parang stepping stones or ladder mo siya paakyat. Kaya kahit natatalo ka, yung itsura mo parang nagla-level up ka pa rin. Something like that. Parang the character makes me wanna be a better person. Ganon. Like, yung disiplina niya. As in, it made me... So, di ba, nagtitraining siya every 5am, ganyan. Tapos, sobrang sigasig niya even after school. Um, it made me go back to working out again. And and <laughs> waking up early, ganon. Anton, are you hearing this? Can you vouch for this revelation? Yes, okay. Yes. Grabe talaga. Um, and also, it reminded me of the yung early relationship mo with your mom. Parang moms and daughters may push and pull. Away kayo ng away, hindi kayo magkita. Like, miscommunication everywhere. It's your hormones. It's the, the generation gap. So, it kind of reminded me of a younger me as well. Kasi parang ang nangyari, feeling ko, is in the same way that the fans of Reply 1988, nakarelate talaga sila. Parang they were 
transported back into their teens. Ako kasi yung teen nitong time na to. So it's kind of like my reply 1988. Um I I noticed the the struggle of my parents during the financial crisis. Uh, I was already parang may muwang na ako nung 9/11. Tapos yung the way the way you struggled in school, yung may frenemies ka, may competition, you wanna do something, pero hindi mo magawa kasi yung, yung parents mo, kulang sila sa money. Parang a lot of the things that I saw there, nakita ko siya in my own past. Parang ganun. So, ano pa ba? Um, yeah, journalist si Becky Jin. So, of course, as a journalist, I could relate to his struggles as well. Um, and also, yung, yung constant, ano na, I, I do wanna break the cycle of my family. I don't wanna turn out to be kung paano yung mom ko tsaka ako. And medyo ganun yung nangyayari ko. Ito yung papangasawa ko. So I have to choose. Parang ganun, parang you have to make life decisions na i-impact yung sarili mong anak in the future. So there's a lot of things happening kahit sobrang everyday life lang siya. And yun, relatable siya kahit isa siyang Olympic medalist. Kasi Kapag hindi siya, pag hindi siya athlete, pag hindi siya fencer, sobrang tao niya, umiyak siya, um, pumapalpak siya, nagkakamali siya, ganun. So, I, I, I also like that they're one of the very, very few K-dramas that acknowledge the pandemic. Kasi sa pilot, oh, yes, makikita right. mo eh, di ba? Naka-mask lahat. Yeah. And then, her daughter, kumbaga, yung generation niya, iba yung pinagdaan ng mga crisis. Tapos, yung daughter niya, iba rin yung pinagdadaanan. But then, it's kind of the same dynamic. It's like you have to understand each other, you have to support each other. So, ayun, parang for me yun yung rason ko bacha one. And yeah, goods na kami ni Namjoo yok dahil. <laughs> Buti pa kayo kasi I'm still suffering from PTSD over startup. Uh, <laughs> I still have a deep deep trauma oh. and like a really pathetic reaction when I see Dawson on screen. Like I do want to turn off the TV immediately. So, Pero na, natapos ko naman yung show, I really just can't stand looking at his face. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yung sad boyness niya dito bagay eh. Kasi may rason siya maging sad boy. Wala, galit, galit. Ang, ang deep set ng anger ko sa kanya talaga eh. Watch a no, weightlifting fairy na lang kung ganun. I, I really can't. Wala na. I'm just, he's just, uh, he's like, ano for me, Rami Malek. Like, don't talk to me. Wow. Dawson. <laughs> But hey, Kim Tae-ri, performance of the year oh for God. me. She is, yeah. what, 30 years old? And she played a 16-year-old so believably. And ang pangit niya dito. I mean, <laughs> oh, diba? Wala siyang pakialam. Like, she just played. And you know what? So, sorry, ah, magre-rave na rin ako about her. So, I book-ended, hindi ma, pinagsunod ko si Mr. Sunshine and this one. Eh, diba mm. sobrang noble niya doon, the song? Yes. The way she walks, her gait, her mannerism, everything about her changes per role. Kaya sobrang nagulat ako na, but ganito yung itsura niya dito? Bakit sobrang sagwa niya dito? Pero, handmaiden na, handmaiden. Handmaiden also. Yeah, yun Ayon. yung una ko napanood. <laughs> Wala, Son Junki. Wow. Congrats, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Future of Korea. Future oh of Korea. I just wanted to add pala yung regarding the OST. Just to go back to my liberation notes, ganda ng soundtrack mm. na. It's the, it's the best yes. soundtrack of any K-drama I've ever seen. Yes! To the point na super, really? as in, nasa playlist ko na siya sa, sa Spotify. To the so, point na, Spotify oh, I almost, ano, I almost dropped almost. Pero buti lang sobrang mahal ng plaka, pero I was like really tempted to get it na. Pero ganda ng soundtrack niya. 
Let's move on to Anton's number one. My number one uh, is Uyong. Uh, for more for sim- simple reasons lang. Ah, uh, yun the ones mentioned earlier, representation. Um, seeing how other people from from the outsider's point of view, uh, would not treat her the same way just because she has that kind of advantage over those who went through harder times. Uh, and then since favorite ko na si Unbin from Hot Stove League. And just seeing her grow into other roles that are so unlike her, and playing a king after, and then playing or a violinist, and then a king, and then ngayon, an autistic lawyer. So ayon, uh, as Shai mentioned earlier, we watched her fan meet, and um, it was <laughs> quite a healing experience for me, Lynn, because uh, it happened in the same place where I had my accident, where my eye. <laughs> Ganyan. Right, right. Uh, that's my eye right. got busted. So, <laughs> yun that, that's why it's my number one. So, in the same way, na for others, there are relatable things. Mine is, uh, this was my healing of 2022. Isn't she, after after Attorney Wu, I think her paycheck, her pay grade went up the. Parang nag level up siya talaga. Ibang yeah. she's, gonna, she's like one of the highest paid right now actresses. Because Netflix so didn't think this was gonna be a huge hit. Yeah. She got that Squid Game money. Ang yeah. cute niya pa. Very, very ano siya. Like during the fan meet, share ko na lang din. Kasi na nagulat. Even si Kring nagulat. So si Kring yung host. Kring Kim. But yeah, Kring Kim. But what she did, si Pak and Bin ginawanya. Siya yung unang lumabas. Kasi so siya yung nagintroduce kay Kring. Balik tayo. Okay. Kasi parang gusto daw niya na um. Siya yung unang makita ng fans niya, ganun. Gusto niya, paglabas niya, kumanta siya ng ano eh, yung Anyong Ni Joy of Red Velvet. So, gusto niya siya yung mag-greet sa everybody else, ganyan. Ganun, tas, naiyak si Crank sa kanya kasi every time may gagawin sila, siya mismo yung kumukuha ng cake, dumada pa talaga siya sa sahig. Alam mo yung wow. parang, you don't really feel na big top paid actress siya. So, sobra niyang, ano, sobra niyang cute. You're not gonna see Song Hee Kyo do that. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's so cute. My niece went as um, attorney Wu for Halloween, and then mm-hmm. her her baby sister went as a whale. Oh. <laughs> They're so cute. So good job Netflix. They do have season yeah. two coming up, but I think Pag-up. not After next year. Theos enlistment, right? Uh uh-uh. uh. Parang twenty twenty four. I'm guessing twenty five is when he comes out. Gusto ko na the top one of every guest was like tied to a very relatable experience. 25, 21, Attorney Wu and Liberation diba? Notes. Ramon, what was the other show that you watched? You said you watched two. Well, Little Women. Little Women, but also just, just to, <laughs> you know, no, since the mention si Joy, she was in this show called Once Upon a Small Town, which was only based on a web doing which was only about 30, 35 minutes per episode. And I can't really say that, you know, it's like, Oh, prestige filmmaking and great TV. Pero, it's so charming. It's so cute. It's basically a reverse hometown cha-cha-cha where a veterinarian goes to the countryside tapos local, co- local cop oh, si yes. Joy. Tapos sobrang charming and cute ni Joy. Sobrang killigers moment. So, yun. Pero parang it's such a... It's like candy lang, basically. But, you know, I enjoyed it nonetheless. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the other big show that we... That we have uh, actually discussed on the show before, and was Little Women, which, even though I know it went off the rails, the cinematography always stayed amazing, <laughs> and the score 
the score was also great. But, you know, even though the, you know, the, 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 the plots kind of just went elsewhere and there were, I feel also there was like deadly momentum loss when a certain character exits the show. For me, I still enjoyed just the, just parang the ride of it. And I also, it's, it's rare when you have a show that genuinely I had no, not even a hint of what's going to happen next because anything goes na after a certain point. Ako naman, I wanna, so I, I have this like little unranked list and then you guys all mentioned them in the shows that I had on there. I do want to give a shout out to In the Soup Frankation with uh, PSJ, Wushik, V, and Peak Boy. One of my favorite subgenres because of, of Korean variety is a group of actors traveling together and doing nothing. And this is just oh, chef's kiss of like doing nothing. And then among the, the Barkada, it's Park Young Sik that I don't really know. And the show just shone a spotlight on what kind of person he was off screen. And he's so maalaga pala. And such a really nice guy. And uh, I, I think it's such a great watch. If you guys have Disney Plus and you love PSJ, like it's an intersection of K-pop and K-drama. Uh, superstar. So please watch it for, for a good old healing time in the snow in winter. Just don't guess... watch Yun Shik as, uh, as an idol. Oh, hindi siya bagay. But he has such a great voice. Yeah. If I may add lang on, on that note, uh, and, and the aforementioned singles Inferno, the other, the only basically reality show na I watched this year na Korean was ano, Queendom 2, which I, I really super enjoyed. Mm. So, yeah, that's the other one I wanna... Uh, and I enjoyed... Queendom 2 so much Now between episodes 1 and 3 I I watched all of Queendom 1 <laughs> so and then I got caught up because I knew already who the winners were there but then I became more of a fan of like even Malaji Idol etc just in time for them to arrive here so yeah Queendom 2 super fun super innovative also and, and entertaining stages and then it was nice na four out of the six were here for Pops Deval. So that was fun. Sayang lang na hindi sab- and sabay kasi yung comeback ng Kepler and I'm and I think Wujusoy had, had uh, another conflict also. So sayang. But anyway, Queendom 2. Excellent. Yeah, I couldn't. I remember I was telling Ramon that we were invited to some stuff and then he was like, I can't go. It's Queendom 2. <laughs> oh. <Queendom> 2 <laughs> Gotta get that live, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of songs, what are your favorite drama songs of the year? Ako yung Kai Wonstein, yung Your Existence, 2521. Anton? Yeah. Mine is Mellow Man's Yung Love Maybe from Business Proposal. <laughs> See? Also uh, covered by Kim Sejong. Yes, yes. Mine is uh, Christmas Tree, Our Beloved Ooh. Summer. Yeah. Canteen. For me, dapat love maybe, pero asik para may iba. Um, my spring sa my liberation notes by uh, Akmu, Lee Soo Yun's Akmu. Oh. So oh, her voice talaga. Basically the entire liberation notes, yeah. <laughs> 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 Ang galing kasi there's a there's a certain tone ng piano music sa like my liberation notes na sobrang warm. I haven't heard it in so long, like since like genuine classical music uh, type. Performances, but ang ganda ng ng piano tone sa school, sa music nyan. Nice. And before we wrap up our K drama talk, um, because we still have K pop, which is 
a whole other discussion. Um, I just want to do a rundown of what's in store for K-drama fans in 2023. There's under Disney, there's Big Bet, which is set in the Philippines. So Pinoy Pride right there. <laughs> a lot of crime happening in the Philippines. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Or, or may magdadala ng 1 billion dito, no? Kasi mag trip. <laughs> hey, Little Women, remember, yung dad niya na criminal, yeah. nagtago oh. sa Pilipinas. Pinoy Pride! Pinoy Pride! Flex! Flex! <laughs> Only the worst of the worst. <laughs> Another title under Disney is Connect. And then if we have Netflix, there's The Glory, yun nga, with Song Hee Kyo. It's streaming December 30. I'm so excited for the return amount of PSG to the small screen with Gyeongsong mm-hmm. Creature, with Hanson He. Oh my gosh, do you think they're dating? Feeling ko, in, in, <laughs> in my fantasy world, they are. It's it's a period thriller, so that sounds exciting. There's also Lee Min Ho's return to Korean dramas because Pang Pachinko is technically not a Korean yeah, drama because yeah. it's an American production or Canadian production. But uh, he's back with Ask the Stars uh, with Gong. Hyok Jin. And it's like a year of sequels also. We have DP2, Uncanny Counter 2, Taxi Driver 2, and Dr. Romantic 3. For K-pop fans, Disney Plus has so much in in the wings waiting for us. There's the much-awaited BTS documentary, J-Hope documentary, um, Super Junior, NCT Dream, and the Blackpink documentary that they will also release next year. And... Yoon's Kitchen Season 3 called Sojin with Young as guest for the season. Curious lang ako for everyone. Who mm. wins the Nevertheless Award for 2022? Meaning? <laughs> meaning what? As in, the worst. <laughs> okay, I have a candidate. But that, it's not a worst for me. Parang most disappointing. Sea of Silence with Gong Yoo. As a Gong Yoo fan. As a Gong Yu fan, wow. I was very disappointed. Because he hasn't been on screen for, what, four years? And then Netflix spent so much money on Sea of Silence because it's sci-fi. And then maganda naman siya, but it's not, it's just not the, if it, I mean, there's, there's reasons why Song Junkie probably was offered the part, but didn't do it because it <laughs> fell flat. Super sayang. Gong Yu, can you just do a rom-com? Please, Gong Yu. For the love <laughs> of your fans, just do it. Kayo. Ako, so, Love is for Suckers is the one I was talking about na no una I was rant, uh, raving about it. Kasi medyo oh, iba yung... Oh, mo pa ako eh. Yeah, iba yung premise niya eh. Um, and then, it was a total letdown. Parang, it fell victim to the same problem na hindi na alam ni Chakanyim kung paano niya tatapusin. Ang dami niyang inopen a plot. Tapos biglang, ah, let's just do it this way. Parang, parang binarabarabay niya na lang. So that one in Shooting Stars, um, I'm really not a fan of, what's the name of Nam Yook's ex? I forget. Who Song cares? Si- but- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Song Kyung, yeah. I'm not a fan of her acting. I didn't like um, Kim Bok Choo. And oh, I no. I don't like her acting here. Pero gusto ko yung dalawang yun just because it shows you the behind the scenes of how Korean entertainment handles reality shows, PR scandals, um, divas, ganyan. Um, and yun, how how they deal with showbiz things na hindi natin nakikita. So, pero ang pangit talaga. So, yun. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I just want to give an honorable mention to Pak Minyang, na hindi marunong pumili ng project. Love in Contract sucked. 
forecasting love and weather sucked. Like, I don't understand. It's like, gusto lang niyang bumili na bumili ng Birkin with her talent fee, but she doesn't care what projects she takes on. But she just wants the money. Mm-hmm. Yun nga, pang-add niya sa collection niya. <laughs> Francine, most disappointing? Same as Shai. Love is for suckers. As in, nahihiya ako kasi I have like two episodes on my podcast about that show. Because I was so ex- I was so happy with it for the first six episodes. Early, and yeah. then, two weeks later, I dropped it. Then, parang, oh. Tayo pala yung suckers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, parang, gosh, let me take back every good thing I said. They destroyed the friendship. Wala nang friends to lovers. I don't even think they're friends by the time that they ended up together. <laughs> yeah. Parang, it's ruined. And then, the female lead, I liked her. Pero I feel like the writer hates her. Like, the writer doesn't want to <laughs> give her a chance to redeem herself. Uh, uh, she always oh oh she always messes up and it's like I don't think you're that bad of a person. Pero parang yung writer wants to make you seem like a worse person than you are. Thus the male lead is like a bangers kasi siya. So you know we're supposed to reward him kasi he waited all this time. Parang medyo frustrating lang. Ah, yun. Sayang yung setup. Sayang kasi Sayang yung setup. Could have been you know the behind the scenes of Singles Inferno. <laughs> kasi it's about a yun. reality dating exactly. show. Pero yeah. wala they messed it up. Song Kang wins it again. Forecasting love and weather was more of storm warning. Uh, avoid at all costs. Sayang din yun. They could have focused na lang on the workplace part. Yung kung gaano ka importante yung pag-asa. Diba? How it affects livelihoods and citizens in mga probinsya ganyan. But they had to focus on the, yun, the drama. On the forced love team. <laughs> what? I remember you tweeting about this, Shai, that you appreciated yeah. K-dramas showing different professions and it's not just like a fashionista. Yeah, the first one, they would show fishermen and how um, an inaccurate uh, prediction of the weather would lead to them losing a lot of their income. Because it's not going to be able to But at the same time, if it's pala, to be able to get out saying it's safe, then they can die. So there's like that in the beginning. And then at the end, it's like, LQ here, break up there, LQ here. Parang tinanggal na nila yung factor ng pag-asa. So parang, okay, I'm not interested anymore. I want to know about cyclones and how you handle the, ano, the, the storms in Jeju, ganyan. Yun yung gusto ko malaman eh, pero tinanggal nila. Naubusan ng ideas. Yeah. <laughs> Noted on what to avoid. Anyway, let's move on to music. K-pop 2022. AKA the year of girl groups. Ramon, take it away. And until Ramon, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> It's been a rough year. But <laughs> 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 I mean, besides, because anything I say basically is really only going to be girl groups because that's, that's I don't fo- I don't really follow the boy groups practically at all. I mean, except for maybe BTS, but that's kind of like deflected from my friends. Now, will you know? I'll just see it on my Twitter timeline. No, but even by going from the awards shows and going by the song rankings this year, it really was, I think, dominated by girl groups and especially rookies. Although there are very notable, um, it, it's either rookies or veterans who came back, right? Parang, oh, so, so parang, I mean, 
just going muna with uh with the second gen comebacks although third gen is a basically for me i think it's sort of kicked off because with 21 suddenly appearing surprise at coachella right? even if it was one song long it it and i saw it live like i wasn't there but i was like watching the stream live when it happened so you know it it kind of made me flip and then no one was expecting it kasi so and then it was also you know so truncated in the sense na one song lang in the middle pa of the uh what was that label it wasn't like the, it wasn't like CL's own segment eh. she was part of the uh and um, yung eight, uh, eight, 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 yeah, eight, eight, rising eight, eight, so yeah. that one was the one and then after that happened parang People online were like, oh, SNSD, kailan na, kailan na. Yung pala, they were already well into preparing for their comeback. And I think that was probably the most successful of these ones. Kasi it was basically the full group and then hindi lang reunion na parang let's show up at the festival and perform. It was really a comeback album, 15th anniversary, with the song that, in my opinion, was the song of the summer, yung Forever One. And then they also did a lot of, they promoted it. They had uh, what they called a fan meet, but it basically was a concert if you saw all the footage. And what was also nice was there was a lot of content in terms of appearing on lots of variety shows just to build up anticipation for it. Uh, apart from that, there was also, most recently, Kara came back. Uh, mm-hmm. Reunion. There was also sort of lesser known uh, reunions uh, from Sistar and Exit. Exit had a 10th Aniv uh, reunion and, and single. Uh, with blurred, you know, with blurred braids. Yes. So, and it was so, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun lang seeing. I think it was also a response to the the explosion of popularity worldwide, diba? Na, na, mm, before there was this quote-unquote sort of shelf life na considered for the groups and then now uh especially with like this year um twice they all resigned not all but uh oh my girl also resigned except for jiho and then it's so the parang the longevity of the girl groups i think is being challenged by not just this these two generations but also by the fact that it's being uh so embraced around the world uh so yeah, I mean, and then on the other end of the spectrum, a lot of the really charting songs were were the rookies. No, I mean, going backwards from the, and I don't want to just mention because they're they're mostly the big names. Naturally, are are from big four companies, but even smaller Nugu groups like CSR or or Billy, they had good years. Um, Stacy, Billy's like in every year end list. Yeah. And Billy kinda ano eh, kinda by luck nga yun eh. Kasi there was a fan cam that super went viral with Suki and then at least it, that attention got more people checking out their, their music. Um but there were also well, the rest were from the big four groups, diba? So just going uh, under Hive's umbrella, you had uh, the Seraphim and um uh, New Jeans. And Hive sorta had to weather some scandals with both <laughs> groups, diba? None of the members really here are at fault, although Kim Garam is. Pero that was in the back, eh. Parang, like, that's Kim Garam's past. They should have done more research on that. But how Hype tried to deflect and poo-poo that situation was, was bad. But at least when they finally wised up and got her out, 
they did well, really well with for the mm-hmm. um, by the group with the their first combat with Anti Fragile, and then it's also such a great narrative because for for example with um, the Seraphim, there's uh, members from Eyes One, and then there's also I think a actual ballerina, deva right? and then and then yeah. they debut the same year as Ive, who are kind of the queens of the year, and then Ive naman have also two members from Eyes One. So, parang mini reunion then. And Eyes One, were disbanded, kind of, um, medyo sad, even though it was a unexpected one. They they really had a term limit for their group, because formed by formed by reality show yon. Um, New Jeans, naman, the issue there was uh, no, the, that they were debuted too young, and uh, and then and then with four yeah, minors. four of the five were minors, and then. And siempre there are people who are like, well, you know, sila Tamian was thirteen, etc. You know, people were like, yeah, sila yung nagsabi sa atin na it was too young. Parang ganon dun kaya makinig, de ba sila yung mga nagreklamo, nag sila sila na sila kang Daniel were you know were talking about how it really messed them up psychologically. But the other issue for for New Jeans was when Cookie came out, and it was very double entendre sort of suggestive lyrics, and then of course the. The creative director kind of came under fire because she came from um, S in town, and then, parang may history balasha of really sort of sexualizing and objectifying minors, including Tamin. And then one of her parang touchstones and inspirations smell is ballad, uh, ballad of Melody Nelson by Serge Gainsbourg, which is kind of a uh, if you Google it, you'll find out more about why that's kind of problematic. But uh, again, so then there was N mix naman from. From JYP, which was kind of a controversy also because they were introducing a, a new fourth gen group when they have Itzy. But and interestingly enough, uh, Yuna from Itzy was supposed to be pala in N mix, but butin lang she wasn't. She was she was like nearly kadi tawana sa Itzy. And then, but the trouble for me with it with N mix is they have this concept which they're sticking with, which is every title track is basically three to four songs in one. If you've heard it, and the and the other songs and the B sides on the on the albums are not like that, uh, but you know, pero because they're JYB, they do have that muscle na, and they're they're good performers naman. So even if hindi ko types necessarily yung music, entertaining pa rin. And then finally, of course, you have uh, the the big sort of um, the big success story, I guess, which is Ive. Congrats, Ive. Depending on who you listen to, because if Kakao is... So Ive is uh, the new fourth-gen girl group from Starship. Not one of the big four. That's that's important. Um, mm-hmm. And it kind of has people from... It, ha- it has Ujungs of Ujusonyo worried also, because they're, they're, they're in talks to be re-signing, I think, next month. And then and and Ive is doing so well, like incredibly well, even as an outsider observer. But I mean, I actually do like them because I think Eleven is one of the best debut songs ever. It's so mm-hmm. catchy, but it's also so establishes an identity for them. And then they're all good performers, also. They and it's again part of the good narrative of like having former Eyes One members. They used to be the youngest in Eyes One, and now Eugene is the leader, even if she's not eldest. Um, and then they've been on so many commercials, print ads. I've seen them here, like in his free stores in in, in malls here. I have like one young on them. Um, Daming magazine editorial appearances. 
uh, so many wins in music shows. They won their first uh, Daesang before they turned one. And they were the only non-BTS Daesang in like three or four years. The Love Dive, which was their first comeback, Major crazy yung longevity niya. Like they had stopped promoting it already and they were still winning music shows. So parang ganong kalakas yung impact. And that continued with after like so Yeah, so I mean it's it's a it's such a huge success story for Starship, which is a mid-sized company, and then for Ive, which is a rookie group, you no, know, they all these accomplishments in under one year, they kinda are outshining even some of the more established. Fourth gen. gen, even fourth gen, yeah, like, medyo, yeah. Si Espa, no, wala yung relevance niya during the middle of the eh, year. Because girls came out eh, and it was like kind of mid. Eh. I mean, I think that's a tr- that there's a problem. Although there were some moves, de ba? Because I think they did the the Thanksgiving Day parade in the states, and they did and, indeed. They had yeah, like and, that, but they, they also had like day. a lot of in terms of like brand recognition. Ang lakas na Espa, magaling talaga SM Town doon. And then, I'm more worried about Itzy. Because, Itzy have had, like, medyo, uh, a couple of comebacks now and are very mid-low. Not them. So, very middle, you know, just just okay. Parang ganon. Like, I must gusto ko pa yung Japan release in some cases. Or, like, when even when Loco came out, um, mas gusto ko pa yung B-side na Swipe, which had a better video also. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's a problem in terms of the A and R, and then also their concept is such na they're kind of stuck with a certain image, and they can't play around with it the same way that um to go to another sort of success story for me, Red Velvet, who had such a great year for a for a group for a third gen group on their eighth year, mm-hmm. they are they made their two best selling albums both this year so that kind of longevity and numbers it was a surprise but also they came with really super catchy songs and different concepts tapos nag solo pa si Sulgi which was long awaited and and that also was like one of the best songs of the year and also yeah the the joy was in 2k dramas this year Yeri was in a couple of web two web shows and made japanese yeah album japanese full album nga pala diba so yeah, which was right after Feel My Rhythm. And I uh, know, and Irene mm-hmm. Pala had was it this year? Double Patty. She had a movie eh, last, uh, year, last year. Last year, last year. So yeah. Nasa dungeon siya <laughs> I didn't like birthday. Hindi mo, hindi mo types. Mas velvet siya than red, eh, no? Which is weird kasi labeled siya as red, oh, pero. Well, ako, it took a while. I, I thought the bass floor was weird, but after having listened to it a couple of times. It's just a guitar dance break na medyo I'm less, a bit iffy about. Pero medyo on board na ako sa birthday. I feel ko para siyang Espa song na kinanta nila. <laughs> they feel too old for the concept. Pero if you go back to like Zimzalabim or uh, Attaboy, parang nandun na eh, yung, yung bass heavy. That's why mm-hmm. I feel I'm weirded out na they're, bra- they're, they're, they're saying it's a red concept more than a velvet, which is supposed to be a more poppy and light one. Um, Twice had a good year in terms of like they were the number one K-pop girl group in in the states, but in Korea, parang not Blackpink, really. No, no. <laughs> late, late, late. 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 Late, late.
in what felt like a six-month yeah. tour sa States. A tour that was so successful, <laughs> they went back and did more dates. Nakauwi na sila sa bansa. Tapos parang, sige, balik tayo. And then, yeah, and then they were all over the fashion shows no Fashion Week. But, parang, in terms of cultural relevance, hindi yung songs nila. Like, it's hard for me to even name them. Eh. What, what I mean, besides Talk That Talk, what else came out? Celebration was one of the Japanese releases. But it was really, ano eh, parang, yun nga, the rookies talaga took over eh. And none of the boy group rookies really made a dent. Maybe Tempest Leon or Treasure. Meron ba? One of them si- <laughs> sorta did. Pero, man, like, one of them actually got invited to one of the awards shows eh. Pero, but, yeah, hirap yung boy groups this year. Is it because... Hirap yung boy groups ng fourth gen kasi yung stray kids nag-focus lang sa western market. Yeah, yeah, I guess, no? And then even though, parang the response, it's been funny watching the response to stray kids songs. Every time it comes out, like, what is this? Is this actually a song? Or parang, strong, parang mm. even experimenting, which which may be a JYP thing kasi mukha nga falat yung A&R nila at the time. Why aren't, why aren't you guys mentioning Blackpink? Serious question. Okay. I'm just waiting for us yeah, to start. There's a mouthful <laughs> to be said. Oh, I'll, I'll leave that to Anton. No. It, it was a very bad album. It, it wasn't was, worth right? waiting two years. Right? Am I just imagining it? Na parang, this is not a good album. But My first reaction was after, after Shutdown was released was, wow, ang ganda pala ng Pink Venom. And it wasn't <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> Grabe yung eco-friendly ng music video, eh. recycled lahat ng sets. Yung sobrang tongue-in-cheek ng lahat ng... References. Oh, yeah, references. Parang ang tamad lang ng execution. There's one song I like on, on that new album. Uh, Hard to type Love? Of, which, which one? Yes, Hard to Love and Type of Girl. Those, those two songs I like. But as a whole, parang cheese. Tapos Entertainer for, of the Year pa yung mga ta- Influencer of the year. For 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 the third gen, what's more of happening is meron lang silang staying power. So the right. fans are there and uh, everyone will still support them no matter how much they fade. But uh, fourth gen, no matter how they're inferior in terms of skill, quality, um, just the number of bops, yung amount of volume niya and uh, social media presence and just the star power of these groups yung mga galing sa Edge One and sa mga PD48 it's like the, this is the direction they're heading towards I don't understand kasi where Blackpink is headed <laughs> Blackpink kasi <laughs> they're headed towards the YG oh, right. yeah. set themselves are they gonna apart, disband eh. soon? what's going on? like Obviously, they're in, they're in Times Entertainer of the Year because I was reading the article and it said because they were allowed to have a solo career or whatever, mm. an existence outside of the group. But what what are they supposed to do after this tour, which they're barely promoting but and yet sold out? paradox. It's like they don't really need to put out much quality, but they're being... But they keep getting, oh, they Maybe. still keep getting a lot of opportunities. May patronage pa Ang lakas lang talaga ng families. And it's, it's also a lot of people who I think, medyo automatic na lang for them. They're, I mean, I hope I'm not speaking no one like, I'm not 
not too broad a brush, but you know, there's there's, there's a certain blindness with the loyalty, diba? Mm. So whether or not you like it as much as prior albums, they're not necessarily going to say that out loud, but they'll definitely buy a copy probably. So there's still that. I mean, we got tickets to the concert in Manila because I still want to see them live. You mean Bulacan? I, I still like the, the old songs, but you know. Bulacan. <laughs> so we're planning our, our route right now. But okay, my, my big question to you, K-pop fans, is so obviously, end of an era, BTS's reign is taking a, a well, not a hiatus, but they're off to the military, right? So there's going to be this like vacuum of, of superstardom right now in K-pop. What's what are you guys thinking? Who's gonna take their place if there's such a thing, or what? Who's gonna grow since the spotlight is not on BTS anymore? Okay, so for me, kasi, um, between Anton and me, I'm more into the boy groups, the shyomas girl groups. So I, I actually kind of welcome this opportunity, kasi parang not only because the boys of BTS have always said, but they want to explore, do their own thing. So aside from that, other groups also get the chance to shine. Like, right. Diba? Not just their Hubei, CTXT, CN Hypen, but also like NCT. There's how many guys in the whole NCT? Ano, May 20, NCT Japan na launching next year. Yeah. And then 17 also, me- medyo promising yung ibang releases nila this year. So parang exciting to see na kapag ba yung BTS, hindi, pag hindi sila yung all the time nasa spotlight sino kaya yung not naman to take their place but more of like sino kaya yung pwedeng mapansin din yeah so i'm excited for for the other boy groups like nct talaga excited ako i've heard that sm is is going to really push nct especially outside korea uh next year may nct yeah. hollywood po with mark burnett diba ah uh, that's the burnett they have the reality one. show coming up pero sa akin Yung worry ko with like NCT and S17 is it's a bit it's daunting pag sobrang daming members. It's harder, especially yep. for the Americans, mm-hmm. diba? Because we all look alike them. So Yeah, we all look yeah, alike. I think them. I'm not sure how they're going to frame that. Um but kasi parang my suspicion lang is a group with fewer members, especially if they can speak English, which I think was a huge advantage for Blackpink. I think that would be what the what what will be yeah. more sort of successful in terms of outside Korea? Kaya nga, parang sa NCT, si, si 127, since they have, what, two? Three, three English, English speakers. speakers. Parang ang dali niya market. And then si Mark, who's also in NCT Dream. and Hardest in, working man in, in SM. In, in, Super in, M. Grabe siya, di ba? Parang every time there's an NCT subunit, um, hindi siya umaalis ng stage. Wala siyang, wala siyang baka siya. Doon siya nakatira sa building, <laughs> sa Kuangas na permanently. As in, wala talaga dahil hindi rin siya mag-e-enlist sa military. <laughs> Why? Because oh, yeah. he's not a Korean. He's Canadian. Canadian. Oh. Yeah. Ang swerte naman niya. Well. Yeah. <laughs> Francine, what do you think is gonna happen now that BTS is out of the spotlight? Like, who's gonna shine? My God, I really don't know. Kasi you mentioned like NCT or 17. But then I think they're kind of... They're third gen, eh? There's like mid third gen. So I don't know if, mm-hmm. if like, because BTS is gone, Hive is pushing 17 na more internationally. Like, even their music seems more, I don't, it feels more catered to the Western audience now. That's but, true. More yeah. than TXT. More, oh, yeah, more than TXT. Maybe TXT will be 
their Korean <laughs> they'll they'll hold the Korean fan base more hopefully but yeah I, I can't tell what will happen because the groups that are big right now parang they've already signed their seven year contract renewal so hmm mm-hmm. ano mangyayari in the future yon it's gonna be an interesting time for sure definitely especially me, during award shows. Um, yeah, if we're talking about award shows, you will see yung pattern how everyone, uh, every desang is being won by BTS and Blackpink missed that opportunity. So last year, di ba nandala ng desang si Espa, this year I've, uh, more of these fourth gen girl groups will be able to win that during that span. And I think that's the opportunity that opens itself up, especially since si RM ay nagpo-push ng sarili niyang ng sarili niya mga company members. Diba? Parang sinashare niya sa stories as niya. As a shareholder. Uh, as a, not as a shareholder. <laughs> so, and hopefully, hopefully that translates. Let's do a quick fire round of your albums of the year. Or let, let's song muna song. What are your mm, songs of the Ooh. year? Maybe top three per person? Let's start with Ramon. Song of the summer ko definitely yung Forever One. Um, mm-hmm. I think it really it's such a great chorus anthemic siya talaga like you have to sing it as a group and then it and, and it's such a unifying inclusive oh, like, I don't know if you've seen that TikTok where someone's watching on the laptop the stage show and then they close the laptop tapos it's live footage na from the big ass concert Parang genuinely emotional ako when I saw it. I was like, wow. Parang if you're if you're such a fan of the group and your dream was to see them and they haven't been around for like seven years, di ba? Parang suddenly to have that and it'd be a good song at that. That was such a, a nice thing. Um, what else? Technically, no was in Evan last year. It's such a... It, but it was December of last year. So talagang this year, medyo talaga pinakinggan. And yun nga, as I mentioned earlier, it's such a great... Such a classic debut song. Na iba talaga eh. Like as soon as you hear it, you like see nito. So so many rookies who debuted are great. Pero if you don't have a great song, hindi ka mababansed. Whether even if you're a great dancer or look pretty or have great voice, that that having a great song talaga is essential. It it'll actually make lesser performers look good as a result. Ano pa yung isa? I'll throw na lang to a B-side by a lesser group. So, Pledis, which is under Hybe, di ba? They bought, they signed Promise Nang, who were um, fourth gen, but never really broke uh, above a certain hit status. In fact, when Pledis signed them, everyone was worried na it's friend sila na disband sila just because you know for whatever reasons so thankfully hindi and thankfully actually very robust yung content creation they, they put out videos every every other day or something like that and then they had two or three good comebacks this year with DM and Stay This Way unfortunately Guri did not resign because she wants to pursue her acting career but eight, the other eight members uh, resigned and they were, remain and they had this B-side called Rewind, which was one of my favorite songs of the year. And has, for them, uh, a really r- great level up in terms of choreography. And then, unfortunately, it was the last one uh, they did as a full group before Giri left. So, status, it was a 
B-side from the Status Way album called Rewind. Yun yung ano ko. Top three. Shy. Mine is, di ko alam yung order, pero ito yung three. Uh, so, Beatbox by NCT Dream. Um, it's overplayed in our house because we have a we have a niece na super dreamy. Hindi siya nakikinig ng ibang K-pop. So every time she would be fussy, we play beatbox and she stops. It's her nursery rhyme. Sobrang bias niya si Mark. As in, pag si Mark, kahit sa pen shop, pag dumadaan kami sa mga pen shop sa malls, she smiles talaga at Mark. So anyway, so it's a, an adorable song for many reasons for me. And the second is um, Step Back. I know that some people found the lyrics problematic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it's a banger. Yeah! And the grabe yung choreo. Yeah, I, I watched every single performance video, every single dance practice nito. Ang ganda ng choreo, ang ganda ng, ng blocking. And of course, these are the superstars. Some of them I grew up watching, diba? Idol ko na sila before, tapos pinagsama mo with the younger ones. Yes. It's like parang creme de la creme ng... SM. So actually, just yeah, so just to rave on that a bit now. So, <laughs> yung maganda talaga sa step back. It was a surprise. No one saw it coming, de ba? It was a, mm-hmm. it was like yeah. a super group formed and debuted during the SM New Year's show. One song lang, and then it was such it was such a hit that they they asked them to perform for music shows naren. Pero it's a super group de with uh, with Boa and then two members from SNSD here and then Atheon. And then two members from Espa, Karina and Winter, and then two members from Velvet, which is Wendy and Sulgi. Tapos, the crazy thing is, if you listen to the song structurally, there's like three bridges, two, two uh-huh. dance breaks, <laughs> diba? Because your group has so many superpowers. There so are, there, talent, this yeah. group of seven has four main vocals from different <laughs> groups. So talagang, high up yung mga bridges na parang spirit battle. Pero, and then, but that so that's just the structure, no. But if you actually listen to the song, it's such a weird song. It's so bass heavy. There's yeah. there's this weird chor, uh, choral, uh, parang cult chanting in the back. There's there's mm-hmm. uh, untune or there's intentionally untuned violins going nuts. Medyo nagatagot siya pangkan the first time. And then you can't believe na this is the one with Boa, <laughs> but with, with the mom, basically. And and of course, of all people, si Wendy pa, you know, some of the parang sweeter um, members na, I guess you wouldn't expect. But yeah, I mean, just, it's it, my thrill then, ba, yung seeing Hyoyeon and, and, and Karina mm. doing their, their, their rap parts and then having a dance break with Boa, Sulgi, and Taeyeon also. You kind of also feel excited for them. Yeah. Na, you know, lumaki sila na idol nila to, and now they're sta- they're sharing the stage with oh, these people. Parang you can s- go girl. May ganon siyang feeling. Yeah. I'm actually super. Maybe super, but I'm low-key excited for the the New Year show to be coming up. Because uh, I'm hoping that they they debut the new Girls on Top unit. Because the beat yung sila, eh, di ba? And then parang it'll be a different lineup though. Next time, so uh, yeah, I'm 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 crossing fingers now. We'll get a new song, the Jan one. Yeah, yeah. So and then my other one is Wadada by Kepler. Yeah. Lalang kasi ang cute niya. It's very catchy, very happy. Nice way to start the day. Oh, I didn't forget to mention Kepler. They were also one of the rookie groups. Yeah, formed from Girls Planet Three Nine. Pero yeah, medyo. The ALR also is a little weird there. Because the up and refresh, medyo end mixing, eh, ba? Even so, Wadada, I actually prefer the B side, the mask. 
It's a banger. And then Kinover ng Brave Girls sa Queendom. But Brave Girls slowed it down and it became like almost a soul slash folk song. Ganda. Anton. So, uh, in order of release, uh, my first is Love Dive. So, you know, already one of the songs. Uh, I really think that um, I've, d- despite uh, not really releasing a lot of songs or hitting a lot of hits, uh, or getting a lot of hits out there. So, yun. And then, um, a surprise of the summer for me was Tomboy. Na tinabunan si, tinabunan si Feel My Rhythm. <laughs> Um, I think it hits so different from any other girl group. Uh, that, uh, ayun nga, eh, parang mapapaseo ka pa nung whatever that move is. <laughs> And, uh, ayun, uh, during the awards shows, they're performing it unfiltered. So, nawawild yung mga tao. Na, nakakatawa siya panoorin yung mga reaction ng other groups watching. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, so my third one is what would have been Song of the Year if it, if it was released early or as the debut track, Anti-Fragile. I really like, I really like how it sounds. It's just the whole sound. Parang, tapos yung choreo pa niya, hindi yung parang naghahanap lang ng point choreo. It just has choreo for every beat. Uh, And then separate center moments for each member, so may appreciate mo lang sila. Pati yung mga backstories nila. So, kasi medyo na kulang ako sa fearless eh, um, or possibly dahil sa maganda yung eleven yung mga ganyan. So parang parang merong kulang na beat. Tapos bowing bowi sa dito sa anti fragile. Also special mention yung social media song of the year, which is Zoom. <laughs> Kasi impossibling, impossibling no one, no one heard it. Yeah. Nagulat <laughs> ako na nag-Jessie nag solo concert dito. I didn't, I didn't anticipate yeah, na... Yeah, she's coming back for oh, Head in the Clouds. Oh, she was so happy. Also. I saw clips of her, like, saying that she wanted to retire here. <laughs> And then people in the crowd were, were the ones shouting, Wag, wag! <laughs> <laughs> it just seems nice. <laughs> Francine, top three. Okay. First, Hello by Treasure. Like, I, they never got my attention before. But for, for some reason, this song sounds very, very 2017 peak of EDM for me. So, parang medyo throwback yung feeling niya for me. Uh, next is I Love You by Winner. But for me, that's my summer song of the year. Because <laughs> for me, much anticipated yung comeback nila. Like, dinelay pa nila several times. Nauna pa yung mga variety show nila. Mago yung comeback. So, parang ano nangyari. Pero, yeah. Pasingit ako ng trivia sa winner. Yung lead vocal, ay, yung main vocal nila, yung nasa present playbook si John Valjean. Diba? Oh. <laughs> From Lee Miserable? Yes, yes. Kang Sung Yoon. <laughs> Dead from present playbook. Yes. Yung anak, yung yung nag-a-abuji. Yeah, super. <laughs> and what was the third, uh, Francine? Uh, and then, my number, I don't know, not really my number song song, pero Ooh. Still Life by mm. Big Bang. Yes. Ayan, reunion din yan. Mm, yeah. 10 years na ata akong VIP. So, parang, it feels, it, it feels like a goodbye. Sobrang sakit niyang pakinggan. Pero, ad, ang ganda pa rin. Like, they still got it, pero, wala eh. It's hard. It's hard for them to all get together. Yeah. So, yun. I just wanted to add lang about, about uh, Anton's choice with G-Idol. Idol is actually another sort of success story considering hindi sila big four. 
And then they had two really monster hits you know, with Tomboy mm-hmm. and, and, and Nude, which had like several all kills. But the thing I wanted to point out is it's very rare that every title track from this group is written by a member. All tracks are written by Soyeon. Yeah. Well, some of them have, some of them she has co-writers. But mm-hmm. eh. I know, yeah, all the, all the title tracks so, are basically solo. Siya, and that's super rare. Same sila ng Le Seraphim, eh, diba? Yung uh, six members turned five, addition by subtraction. Uh, ah, yes, the, pero... The group, yung natang... the group felt <laughs> more cohesive. Yun yung nangyari with Tomboy, eh. Pero what I was gonna say was the member who got kicked out of Idol last year, this year, she won her case against the people who uh-huh. accused her of bullying. So parang... I was wondering if that, you know, doesn't that sort of exonerate her? Because she denied it. She said, I wasn't a, I wasn't a bully. And then, pero parang to get past the scandal or to whatever, wash their hands, the company removed her from Idol. Pero she won nga this year her court case against the accusers. So if I was wondering, if, is that, does that open a possibility well, that like, she's a group? <laughs> ang, ang weird. Man. And at the same time, she's naman siya kung talagang parang na target siya na you know na under uh, na walang basis yun lang anyway Mina go Man. okay no Are I they really yes no but I really <laughs> did enjoy the girl groups this year like it, you guys all mentioned I've La Seraphim um twice I also like Nayon's debut as a as a solo Naya, I, yeah. I loved her album pop. I love her mm-hmm. pop yeah and also Sunmi if you guys like Heartburn, yeah. that was one of my songs in my playlist. <laughs> but my top three most played K-pop songs of the year, according to Spotify, are That That by Sai. Because <laughs> 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 it was such a bombastic song, so I kept playing it and I tried to learn the choreography, but every time I tried to do it, wala na, I would trip and fall and I just didn't want to get injured anymore. Um... My most played song of the year is actually New Jeans Attention. I love them so much. Love I love them so so much. Like I think they're going to be huge huge superstars not just in Korea, not just in Asia, but all over the world. They're already in like all these top 10 songs or top 100 songs of the year in every publication worldwide. It's New Jeans. So and they Big had things. an uh, they had an unconventional um, debut. Na I know, right? Like there, someone there was, just someone just was, sent me a were, link of her YouTube. Like, were, yeah, oh, I yeah. Said, there was no there was no like pre ano, eh, there was no pre hype. They were just suddenly here's the album, here's the song. <laughs> no, it was suddenly here are it, multiple. It was just yeah, suddenly here's the music well, video, but they're not. Track. We're not on Spotify yet. Burn what? <laughs> Vibuna vibe. <laughs> Yeah. Vibe before Love album. But first listen ako dun eh sa attention. Uh, they yeah, got your attention. Kasi, but talaga. A-T-T-E-N-T-I. <laughs> and maybe recency bias but I really do love RM's new album and Closer is probably going to be if if Spotify rap, wrapped up next week siguro Closer yung, yung number one song ko for the year because I just it's just playing on loop. Ramon, I don't know if you've heard it, but it's pretty much like RM, leader of BTS, made a, a song to make love to your wife or to your boyfriend or your husband <laughs> with. It's such a sexy song, so I Pong love Siok it. Sonic, ba? Daddy. No. But <laughs> it's Anderson no, Pack, it's album, right? Yeah, Anderson Pack, but it's it's a different song. 
Okay, last na. What are your day sangs for album of the year? Come on. I'm not sure yet. Next, next. Pass muna. Pass muna. Yeah, okay. kasi wala akong album. <laughs> wala. Not, not even album. Funny yeah. EP. Oh, Francine, do you have one? Uh, I don't know. I guess yung album ni Tayon, very early this year. I Envy Yes, you. I Envy You. Ang ganda lang. such a good album. Yun lang. Wala akong masabi. Yun lang. <laughs> meron, akong, meron akong overlooked album for me. Oh. Which is which is well one of my uh, favorite groups kasi is Oh My Girl and they put out uh, a full album called Real Love and the title track parang in Korea wasn't as a hit the way it probably should have been but I really love it and I love uh, that song diba? I don't know why parang in parang, parang for for a lot of Koreans parang hindi raw, I don't know hindi lang lang naging hit there pero parang na overlooked tole yung full album which was also Jiho's last but I really really love that album. Oh, okay. You have an entry. Anton, shy. My album of the year is uh, NCT Dream's Beatbox oh. Repackage. Uh, that's, uh, yun yung, ano, yun yung what always gets my attention. How do they, re- uh, how do they decide on keeping another title track for a repackage on top of what they already a release kasi ang ganda ng beatbox and then it has good b-sides like uh it's yours teddy bear never goodbye just uh and then it sold a lot like three million on the first day so yeah. also shout out to him ano, repackage ng 17 mm. so it had darling hot and world hot was a big hit and this year also yeah. And yung yung first na Reve Festival yung Feel My Rhythm because maganda yung In My Dreams and all the B-sides there were better than this birthday one. <laughs> oh, while Shai is thinking of her and Ramon yeah, no, are still because, thinking. Oh. Yeah, yung akin kasi, yun yung pinagpipilian ko eh, yung beatbox and yung sa 17. So hindi ko alam kung alin sa dalawa but leaning towards dream pa rin. My, my day sang is Pink Venom? No, just joking. <laughs> born Pink, Born Pink. Born Pink, Born, born, pink, born, pink. born pink. No, no, mine is really just New Jeans first EP. It's uh, it's like a shot. It's like you open the window and then there's like a gust of fresh air that that came with this album. It's so fresh. It's so it's so you know coming from the K drama conversation that that retro was such a big thing. This was like really Y two K late nineties pop. Really, it just catnip for me. Ramon, Anuna, that's it? That was your pick? I've mentioned the other releases the one I like this year. Like, I agree. I, I think Feel My Rhythm uh, was one of the stronger ones. I also like, um, well, Chepra, I'll, I'll shout out then to Fluna's possibly last album now. You'll flip that. <laughs> Um, hey, they're fighting back. Oh, sabi may comeback <laughs> may now. 11 sila this, next year, Today lang rilabasan, pero ano eh. Kasi if they're suing, they're, they're suing to get out of their contract. But it still means they're still in the contract. So they might be forced to put out an oh. album. Parang ganon. You know, Luna might just win this case and free themselves well, of this tyranny. Sana, but then, but then what happens? Wala na luna. And then Hybe is going to snipe them up, snap them up. Nako, nakakatakot din kung Hybe ang kumuha. Pero well, they have Sasali the money. Sasali sila sa, ano, sasali sila sa Island 2. <laughs> Bago na naman ko. 
All right. Okay, guys. Oh my gosh, it's like two hours of of K entertainment talk. That's a. We hope everyone enjoyed this deep dive into drama, movies, and music. Thank you so much again, Francine of Drama Buds, Anton of Kumu slash CNN Life, and Shai from GMA News. All their socials will be linked to this episode. Ramon, I'll see you again. Yes. I'm pretty sure because you're my co-host. Um, but thanks, guys. Any last words? Last words? <laughs> Blue flame. Blue flame B-side. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ron.